everybody. Welcome to the At Hurst and Mom podcast. I'm Lauren Rose, and today we're talking about a healing technique called the somatic imagery method. Our guest is Prabha Nagajaran. She developed somatic imagery as a simple and easy way to help her child to somatically batch process painful experiences. Using it on herself, she found that it was very effective in dealing with both emotional and physical health issues. She used to be a doormat, very fearful and unable to say no. She's transformed into an assertive, confident person through inner work. She developed her own healing method of healing somatically and helps people who are feeling stuck become unstuck. Thank you for coming on, Prabha. It's such a pleasure, Lauren. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and why you got into this. Okay, so I guess I have to go back like about 15 years when I came to what do you call, um, yeah, rock bottom, my rock bottom. and. Um, basically I, I was chronically depressed. I had anxiety and panic attacks every single day. I wasn't actually able to leave, leave my house. I mean, mostly I felt compelled to work. So I would just go to work, but I came back and I would just do nothing. I couldn't answer my phone. I couldn't pick, open my post. I couldn't talk to anybody. If I talked to anybody the the risk was, I would just break down in tears. So I just kept him, kept myself like just to work. And then I like barely stayed, stayed functional at work and just came back. Sometimes I couldn't work. So I, I have periods when I couldn't even do that much. So I had to just stop working. So um, things were like the causes were many, but I think the main cause was I couldn't advocate my, for myself. I didn't have boundaries. I didn't know how to differentiate between me and others. And I just landed up being somebody who was constantly pouring and pouring and pouring and serving others. And it kind of attracted the kind of person who would just come because they knew I couldn't say no. And they would come and ask for things and they'd take stuff from me and they'd go like, I mean, I've had um, endless, I had to actually drop all my friendships, all my relationships, because that was the only kind of people that were in my life. And uh, repeatedly as well, my boundaries improved I had to keep doing that even even um, 15 16 years ago when I went to therapy and I was trying to uh, I, you know I was on the over the NHS they, they asked me to do 12 counseling sessions and I was on antidepressants I would go to the counseling session and I wouldn't be able to tell the therapist what was wrong I would constantly blame myself and say there was something wrong with me I'm a bad person you know, I can't cope with life. There's something wrong. I never, ever uh, was able to reflect or talk about what was actually going on in my life. And if he ever asked me the simplest question that challenged even a small part of what I was saying, even if he meant to do it kindly, I saw it as a really big attack on myself, as a very big criticism of who I was. And I just had no tolerance for it. My throat just wouldn't allow me to speak anything other than what I had been taught was acceptable all my life. And it just meant that, well, uh, therapy was just inaccessible to me, really. Wow. So I know this method helps with blockages in the body. Can you explain what blockages are and how they happen? Sure. So everything that we have, uh, most people think that everything that goes on is in their minds. But everything that you have in your mind has a reflection in your body. So it's a very simple way to say is if you are anxious, you may have repetitive thoughts in your mind, but it's in your body that you'll feel the butterflies or the 
or the shortness of breath. If you have panic attacks, your thoughts may be going like, you know, black and white thoughts, but or black and black thoughts. But in your body, you'll be feeling that you can't breathe and you're about to choke. Or it's it's the same with everything. Like uh, we, for me, somatically, I was I was thinking. I can't say this. I was thinking in my mind, but in my body, I literally couldn't put those words out. I just couldn't. And I have so many clients who, when they try to come and they just try to speak and they cannot speak, they'll start coughing when they try to say some things, or they'll just start gagging when they try to say something. Because even if they want to say something, it's not possible. Their body will not allow them to say it. So there is a very strong correlation between the body and the mind. And even if you think, oh, I'm actually X, I want to be X kind of person, but you can't be that person because you're all stuck in your body. Now, it, in somatic work, we believe that the primary place where the blockages are, are in the body and somatic imagery proves that point because every time you go in your body and you release blockages, you naturally start being able to be free in your mind. You will find peace in your mind by working in your body. That's how uh, this work works. Oh, wow. So let's talk about somatic imagery and, you know, kind of how does it work and what conditions can it help? Sure. So somatic imagery is a method I developed when I was working with my son. So I was doing a lot of inner work for many years before that, a lot of meditation and stuff. But when I was trying to work with my son, I really wanted something that was gentle because when you work with kids you can't really work like you know who's responsible for this and who's not because 90% of the time you know it's either me or his dad who's responsible for it and a child can never be put in the position to blame their parents because it's very hard for them they can't deal with it you know they'll just blame themselves that's how it is so somatic imagery is a way in which we are talking about the body and the beauty of it is I found that the body likes talking in this way as well so we'd go into an image, we'll, we'll go into what, what's going on in your body, and then we'd invite the image to show up. And then the image will tell us what's going on with it. So the image will talk to us, and then the image will transform itself, and the image will go away. So it's, and as the, as the image transforms itself, that is the blockage showing itself and leaving your body. So if I were to share like a really touching one with, uh, which, I which I experienced with my son, I often talk about it because it's so beautiful. And at that time, he had quite a lot of anxiety. And uh, he, when, I, when I try to do the work and always do the work consent-based, I will only do the work when he asks me to. So there was a period before he became a teen when he was very keen to do the work and he'd be like, hey, can we do a bit of work and stuff? So that time he came and he had this kind of, he came and he said he had a, like a stone in his heart, right? And as we did somatic imagery and we talked to the stone, the stone turned into an egg. And then as we, as we were talking and looking at the egg, it started throbbing with life. So the unalive stone became alive with life. And then as we were doing somatic imagery with it, it hatched and a phoenix came out of it. And it wasn't just a phoenix, it was a phoenix that had came with a fire and the it burned the walls and it burned the shell and basically expanded that whole area in his chest. And then he went straight to sleep after the session. The next morning when he woke up, there wasn't sign of that deep anxiety that he'd been going through. 
all for so many years. He'd been going through it for so many years and it just went away. And that doesn't mean that it was all of his anxiety, but it was a significant part of his anxiety. And I could also see there was a lot more mobility in his hips, the way he moved, changed, etc. So this is the kind of uh, work. And with children, it's for me, it's like, it's amazing because he didn't have to go into why he was anxious, who made him anxious, what was the incident. All those things are really hard for kids. So to just be able to do it so simply and beautifully and then for him to turn around and say, oh, mom, thank you for that. And I feel so much better. And then just go to bed. It's just it's just amazing. And for that, I'm really grateful for this work because it's just been it's been great for me, but it's been even more grateful for the more important person that is my child. That's amazing. And I love that just after one session doing the work, it helped significantly. And I also love that, you know, for kids, it is really hard to verbalize everything that's going on with them. And sometimes they don't want to talk about what the real problem is. Sometimes they don't even know what the real problem is, so they can't verbalize it. So I imagine that that's one big advantage of using this method. Are there any others you can think of? Well, um, even even with my clients, I mean, even anybody, even whether you're a child or an adult, you know, there is always a conflict within us when we have to uh, blame somebody. So our caregivers, our our parents, you know, more more of the conflict is for children. But it's not. It doesn't even for adults when we deny that we are conflicted and we think I'm ready to blame. We are not really because they are always a part of ourselves, you know. Our caregivers are a part of ourselves. That's why we take on everything that they give us because we see them as part of ourselves. So there is always a conflict. And I think it's beautiful to just override that conflict entirely. And the beauty of somatic imagery is sometimes if the client is ready, the images will come together in a totality. So for example, I had a client who the image that showed up was like she was in a little uh, triangle. She was on a very rocky uh, chair trying to sit hunched up in this triangle. Okay. And it showed how unstable she was in her life, how unstable she felt and how shut down she felt, how small she felt, how restricted she felt. And when we worked with somatic imagery, it was one image. And I don't know how many decades worth of work was done in that one image because that that triangle we we worked with the triangle and the and the chair and everything and it all just went away and she just got up in that from that image and she walked off and she said oh my god I can't believe that like that's my lifetime of mom guilt it's just gone you know and she was like she was somebody who suffered a lot with mom guilt and uh, a lot of my clients say to me that working with me has been one of the biggest healing experiences of their life. And I'm fortunate because, you know, um, I just did this work and everything that came out of this is coming because of my own pain and my own need. But it's really nice when I don't expect it and people are just telling me, you know, I had one of my most powerful breakthroughs when I was working with somatic imagery with you. So, um, I can't tell you all the advantages, but I like love the fact that it's fun. And especially when you're uh, processing things that are deep and painful. And so many people don't do therapy because they, they've experienced abuse or something, you know, uh, some kind of uh, sexual trauma. They would not want to do the work consciously because it's just terrible, terribly painful. 
So with this, we just work with images and it just kind of moves away. And that's a great thing. So I know in, in the, the post that I saw you put on Facebook, which is why I have you here, you were talking about different conditions that it could help, including chronic pain, restless leg syndrome, um, different illnesses. Um, what am I missing? What else can it help? And anxiety you chronic mentioned? Fatigue. Yeah, chronic fatigue. Okay, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So yes. So I mean, uh, sometimes it's the the work organically does itself because it's very body led. So I've had clients say to me, I did this work and my restless leg syndrome went away, or I did this work and my anxiety is totally gone, or I did this work and suddenly I who could never speak and advocate for myself, I'm now able to speak freely. And I cannot believe that I can do this. And I, you know, somebody else, like it's 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 a plethora of things. There are so many things it can do to an extent. Um, because I mostly uh, when I when I'm treating people, obviously the work is much deeper because I've got the uh, a tremendous capacity to hold space for them and hold things for them because I'm a I'm a healer. Uh, but for many of them, I also teach them to do this work because I'm I'm very I'm a very big advocate of helping people uh, become self healers. For me. It's a trauma to always give your power away to somebody and wait for them to do things for you. Trauma is the taking away of our personal power. So for me, giving that power back is a big part of how I serve people. So um, for people to learn how to do it themselves, and then they come back to me and say, I had this breakthrough, I had that breakthrough. So things like, say, things like chronic fatigue can come from not, not ever knowing yourself always being what other people told you to be because under underlying the work is your body is actually a container for your authentic essence who you truly are needs to flow through your body that's what your life energy is all about it's meant to flow in the direction that you are you have the desire to go through but many of us from when we are very young we don't even know who we are we have no desires because as soon as we have a desire, someone says, no, 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 don't do that. You got to do this. Or someone says, no, 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 don't stay that. You have to do this. Or no, you cannot stay and you have to come out. No, you can't do this. You have to do that. And if, you're, if we are experiencing this as infants and onwards and onwards, we may have never, ever had an encounter with our authentic self. And I believe that this lack of encounter with our authentic self is at the heart of all chronic illnesses and health conditions. Because somatic imagery you're communicating with your body, your body starts showing its authentic self to you. Your body already knows who you are. Your body already knows what it wants to do. The question is just whether you can remove those blocks so your body can do what it's designed to do. And you as a person can start doing on this earth the things that you came to do on this earth. Hmm. Yeah, you're making me think like I think I've got a lot of blockages and I think a lot of people with chronic pain have blockages too I think there's a huge correlation between trauma and suppressed emotions and physical pain um, and I was just thinking you know like for a large part of my life I used to have nightmares where I was trying to scream and nothing would happen or I would try to walk but it was like really it was like molasses or, or honey and I couldn't move and so I think I've had blockages for a really long time so I think this is really interesting 
would you like me to explain what those nightmares are are indicating? Sure. So I used to have the same nightmare. I'm screaming and I and I I cannot speak anything. And um, it was for me uh, the feeling of being impotent to speak, to be heard. I couldn't be heard. There was no matter how much I tried to speak, there were no words coming out because I had been silenced. This is one of the reasons I wasn't able to access therapy because I had been silenced at a very young age in a very deep way. And uh, it would always come up in nightmares. By the way, uh, resolving nightmares through somatic imagery is a complete dream because you will just work with the nightmare and in one sitting, you will never have that nightmare again. So it's amazing for nightmares. So walking through molasses is again an indication that you feel like you keep treading water. You can't really move, you know, in the direction that you want. You just say, again, it's a, it's a sense of impotence, you know, in your own life. Like you can't really do the thing that you want to do or you desire to do. It's, it's, both of them come down to feeling powerless, powerlessness. And I believe powerlessness comes from not being connected to our authentic selves, which comes actually from being disconnected at a very young age therefore a very good cor- a very strong correlation with chronic illness which is all about that early disconnection yeah the, the lack of power has been a huge theme in my life especially you know when i got older and i had some trauma and i have been seeking ways to regain my power for a really long time so i think that's really important um and i was talking to a lady um, in a previous podcast, because we were talking about parenting after trauma, and a lot of parents who have had trauma end up being controlling because they're just trying to have some kind of power in their lives. They're not trying to to ruin their kids by being controlling. They just need some kind of power, and so that's definitely been a, a big part of my life. Are there any disadvantages to using this method? Uh, I think with somatic imagery, because I teach it as a self-healing method, it can only go as deep as you can. And there are some times when, because um, your body needs integrity and it needs you to be honest. So even though it will work with play most of the time, sometimes it will be like, hey, we need to talk about the real stuff. And when it does say that you can't work with images, you have to work with the real stuff. But your body will tell you this, this process is all about honoring your body. Your body does prefer playfulness most of the time, but it needs to know that you have that kind of real connection. And if it does say to you, it's not time for images, I want to speak the brutal truth, or I want to talk about this in real terms, then we have to be prepared for it. So um, it's, it's, so to speak, it's not a cure-all and you cannot use it to avoid doing the deep deep work because that may be exactly where your body will take you sometimes right do people ever have like while they're doing this work have like intense anxiety or panic attacks because I'm thinking I was recently doing some EMDR therapy and we were working with an image from my life and I had just a complete full-blown panic attack does that happen while they're doing this or is it just it's a really really safe method because you are not making your body do things that it's not ready for. Your body is leading the way. You will have anxiety when you're making your body do things 
and it feels it cannot cope. That's when you get anxiety. When your body is leading the way, it will only go as far as it can. And whenever I'm teaching people this method, I always tell them, I give them some exercises that I say, these are the foundational exercises. You have to do them every day so that you can have greater depth in your healing. If you don't do these everyday exercises, I'm so sorry, you're just going to play with images and it's, going to not, it's not going to go very deep at all. So uh, I have, I'm, I have, I'm very lucky because I have very committed clients who usually are willing to do what is asked of them. And when they do it, I can just see like week to week, I can see, I can see somebody who was so afraid just become so courageous and just handle their stuff. And then they come to me and say, oh my God, like, ha, ha, you know, I just don't know what to say to you because I just feel so empowered. I can just do this work and I can just get rid of things, anxiety, social anxiety, group anxiety, um, you know, inability to uh, speak in a relationship, constantly uh, disconnecting with, with people or, you know, disassociating all these things these are big issues quality of life issues for people and when they can just handle it themselves i think there is a beauty and a power in that that's just remarkable yeah absolutely that's incredible so where can we find out more about you and about what you do well i have my uh website prabacoaching.co.uk and under that i i run somatic imagery uh under the banner of a course called From Stuck to Self-Healing. So it's for anybody who's coming really stuck to start healing. So what they do is they, they learn somatic imagery and they work with me every week in a group setting. So it's a group, it's a very nice, cozy group course. People usually become really good advocates for each other and support each other, um, which, is, which is beautiful. Uh, so I do that. I have another offer that I have recently launched, which is a specific one for chronic illnesses, because I realized that chronic illnesses, sometimes it's better to work with certain somatic exercises so that the chronic, the, so that we can release large chunks of energy uh, and it can go away. Now, this one uh, is just starting, it's launching right now. It's a membership. So it's a very, it's at the very starting stages. And um, we'll be working, I'll give them recordings of exercises to do. Uh, and we'll be working together once a month in Zoom. And they'll have a lot of group support online so that they can work. These exercises are extremely powerful. Uh, they are not somatic imagery, but they are different. And I, I put it together because somatic imagery does a lot of the emotional work. And I wanted a place where we would just do the... The physical work like just just remove the stuck energies kind of work so this is really targeted towards people who are very ill quite ill because they won't be able to um they may they may need this kind of like large large releases for them to start moving forward they may not be able to move forward so uh chronic fatigue chronic um uh illnesses you may you may find that you're you're quite you find this quite beneficial I have had clients recover through uh, somatic imagery, chronic fatigue as well. So it's not that they are totally mutually exclusive, but I think they make a very good complement for each other. Okay, awesome. So that's your website. I'll have that in the show notes. Are you on social media at all? Yeah, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. 
I uh, just started doing a few TikToks, but I don't even have a proper username set up, so that's probably useless. But yeah, I am, I am on social media. My main platform is Facebook. I have a group on Facebook called Somatic Self Healers Community. And there are about 2,000 people in that group, and everyone is welcome to join that group because I do a lot of lives, workshops, lots of free resources. I have recently done one on teeth gritting and grinding, uh, respiratory blockages, um, autoimmune conditions, uh, addiction issues, um, spinal spinal pain, and uh, you know, back uh, like spinal spine related issues. So I have free resources there. You can come. You can try some of the exercises. I've had my past healing circles, demonstrations of somatic imagery. It's all there. That's the kind of place where I where I generally have everything. So if you are Facebook people, I would love to welcome you guys in there. Yeah, I will go join that today. Well, thank That's you great. so much for coming on. It's such a pleasure. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for having me. Sure. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any health, parenting, or life advice. For my freebie, 30 Ways to Relieve Pain Without Taking a Pill, go to at hurtstomom.com slash tips. If you have comments, suggestions, or want to be on this podcast, email me at ithurtstomom at gmail.com. I wish everybody a blessed and pain-free day. Bye. Bye.